Welcome to the Fear Boss Show, a show created to help you become the bravest, boldest, and most badass version of yourself yet. Now, this show is allergic to basic. It's a show that loves real talk. It's a show that will help you slay self-doubt, and it's a show designed to help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm your host, Judy Holler, best-selling author, keynote speaker, improv theater junkie, and a hip-hop-loving entrepreneur. It's kind of like this. If Amy Poehler and Dr. Dre had a baby, uh, that would basically be me. I am obsessed with helping you smash comfort zones and experiment with your fears so you can get more freedom in your life personally and professionally. This podcast is going to help you do just that. So, are you ready? Let's get this Fear Party started. You are listening to The Fear Boss Show, episode 20. This episode may contain adult content and language, so please take care while listening. Welcome back to The Fear Boss Show, Fear Boss. Now, this is a show obsessed with helping you smash those comfort zones and experiment with your fear so you can be just a little bit braver than you were yesterday. And I am so excited to be back with you again another Wednesday together. I'm sitting here, I'm recording really early in the morning and it's a beautiful sunny day. So my podcast computer and microphone sort of faces a window in my office and like the sun is shining so bright in my eyes, it almost hurts and what what a blessing. I live in Northeast Ohio. So most days it's pretty overcast and that does not help my quarantine vibe. How are you holding up in quarantine? For me, it's day 51 and I haven't gone anywhere other than the grocery store and the CVS drive-thru. And have I gone anywhere else? Oh, Costco, maybe twice. So yeah, I'm feeling it and I hope you're doing well. How are you? You know, I was thinking about this morning like the goofy things I miss and I'll just be a total nerd right now and tell you something super silly that I miss. And you'll have to tell me, like, so send me a DM. I love hearing from you. I love hearing that you're listening to the podcast. So you'll have to tag me, like take a screenshot of this podcast and tell me what you miss. But I wanna know what you miss that's kind of weird. My weird thing that I miss is going to home goods. I know I am such a nerd, but I love like aimlessly wandering around home goods on like a Saturday, just or sometimes a Thursday afternoon, just looking around and picking out cute things for the house and buying candles on sale. And I just, I love it. I love to nest. I love to decorate. That's something about me you may not know. I love to decorate and make things super cozy in my house. And I haven't been to home goods in probably like 60 days. So I miss you. I miss you, home goods. So what do you miss? That's a little silly um, that you probably used to take for granted that you didn't realize you would miss once it's been taken away from you. Mine is home goods. I own it. Okay, so first, before I jump into the content, I want to share a couple of things. Can I please, can I please tell you about Soul CBD? I am obsessed with using CBD to help me manage my anxiety. I find that when I partner CBD with all my other 
all my other mental wellness rituals like moving my body and yoga and good sleep and eating well and journaling, I legit feel unstoppable and a lot more zen. And when I think about using CBD, really soul CBD has been my go-to. I've been using it for about six months now and I'm obsessed. I'm especially obsessed with their non-toxic CBD bath bombs. I take a lot of baths. I probably take three baths a week, maybe more, and that helps with my anxiety too. So I love their bath bombs. I love their gummies. They're a staple in our house. My husband always steals them. Uh, all the flavors are so good. And they just came out with Rosie, which is a CBD supplement to help you with cramps and bloating and all the icky stuff that comes when it's this time of the month, right? So Soul CBD. And guess what? Soul CBD has given all fear bosses 10% off of anything you want. I'll link them up in the show notes, but I wanted to give them a shout out today on the podcast because I think that is so amazing. So all you have to do is use Fear Boss at checkout to go get you some and then light a candle and catch a vibe. All right, and next up, Fear Boss, I wanted to let you know, as a podcast listener, you can get my best-selling book, Fear Is My Homeboy, for 35% off any time you want, which is 15 bucks. And all you have to do is use the link in the show notes and then use the code Fear Boss Show at checkout to make it happen. This is not available on Amazon, so you have to use my direct link. So you can grab it on my link tree on the Instagram. You can find it on my website at judyholler.com, or you can jump right into the show notes. But when you use our direct link and use Fear Boss Show at checkout, you get 35% off my book. Now, here's the deal. Amazon has been, well, everything's delayed on Amazon right now. So if you want my book quicker, this is a way to get it. And Amazon can run out of stock. You know, we don't really control control how and when they order. So sometimes books can get really delayed. And if we sell a bunch, they have to restock the stock. And when you use my direct link, you can get my book quick and easy and uh, for 15 bucks. So thought I'd mention that. And finally, a new thing that I'm doing, I am picking a Fear Boss of the Week every week. Now, the only way that I know and iTunes knows that you are digging this podcast is when you leave a freaking review on iTunes. Reviews, by the way, Fear Boss, are literal gold to podcasters like myself, and every single review you leave helps me keep the episodes flowing. So I have decided to reward you for giving a beautiful and brave review. I read them all, and I also love sending Fear Boss swag bags to my favorite reviews. So every week I'm going to pick a Fear Boss of the Week and shout you out right here. And this week's Fear Boss is Callaby, who left a review on May 1st, 2020. She writes this, the world did need another podcast. This one. Thank you, Callaby. You know, Fear Boss, when I was thinking about doing this podcast, podcast, by the way, I was so afraid. That's one of the reasons I did not start this for so long because I was like, oh my God, there's so many podcasts and no one's going to want another podcast. I mean, I did this with my book. No one's going to want another book. No one's going to want another speaker. No one's going to want another photographer, artist, insert whatever it is that you do. That is bullshit. And that is fear. And no one does it your way. And we need your special gifts in this world now more than ever. So if you have that fear, by the way, of like, oh my God, and no one needs another podcast. Bullshit. Get it out of your head right now and remember that is fear. 
using its Jedi mind trick of self-sabotage and self-doubt to stop you. You've got to keep going. So Calla, you writing that was so freaking boss. So she goes, it's engaging, relevant, and authentic. We are allergic to basic over here, and I'm so happy I came across Miss Judy Holler, and I love the pure energy and good vibes that radiate from listening to her coach me. Calla B, you are a fear boss, and you are my fear boss of the week. So send me a DM on the Instagram. If you're listening, send me a DM on the Instagram with your mailing address so I can get your fear boss swag bag out to you. Okay, so I'm excited to dig into this week's episode. I got a question from a fear boss on our private fear boss fan page. Uh, There's a link in the show notes so you can join us. I'd love to see you there. And I loved her question so much that I wanted to dedicate an entire podcast episode to it. She wrote this, how do you make yourself indispensable to your company? Oh, it was short and sweet, but that question packs such a big punch. It's got so much power and it does not have a short and sweet answer. Yet the answer I believe is powerful, important, and something a fear boss needs to understand now more than ever. So in this episode, I'm going to share five things to think about as you work to make yourself indispensable at work and inside your company. And I'll also add ideas if you are an entrepreneur and run your own business. By the way, I dedicated an entire chapter in my book to becoming the CEO of you. I don't care who you work for, yourself or someone else. You are running a business every single day and you, fear boss, are the CEO of that business. So protecting the assets inside your business, no matter whether you work for yourself or someone else, should be your number one priority. And we have to stop feeling so guilty about taking care of ourselves, protecting our assets, and thinking about ourselves as the CEO of our business. This is why I take issue with the like a boss. And I have like a boss stuff in my office and I'm starting to take it down because you are not like a boss. You are a boss. You're a boss. You're a boss, period. So let me dig into five things you can start doing to make yourself indispensable on top of thinking about yourself as a CEO. You ready for your boss? This one's juicy. Let's go. It calls for a little trick daddy. And you know it. Okay, hopefully if you're in your car getting ready in the morning, uh, you're shaking your booty to that. I had to jump off with some trick daddy, but let's jump into idea number one. And this is a big one. Align yourself with leadership. It's amazing to me how many people don't do this. And I think there's some fear there. So what I would recommend is a couple of things. Number one, get some one-on-one time on your calendar with your leadership, with your boss, with folks in your leadership to connect with them, to ask questions, to brief them on projects and challenges and opportunities you've got going on in the office. A lot of people don't have the guts to do this, and this is big. This is how you stay visible and really become indispensable. Also, if you work remotely, make sure you're getting face-to-face on Zoom with your team and your leadership. I mean, a lot of us are remote right now, but I worked remote for years, well before quarantine, and this became kind of our world, and certainly before I became an entrepreneur running my own business. So when I was working for a sales team and I was remote, man, I would get on Zoom and I would do FaceTimes and I would um, get 
face-to-face as much as I can with my team and my leadership because I really think it leveled up my engagements and made me more connected to the team and the leadership. I mean, I wanted them to know I was there. I was bossing up and I was doing my job and I was engaged and excited. I may have been hundreds of miles away. I was working, opening a hotel in Dallas at the time, working in Chicago, but boy, I was there and I was engaged. And I really think that helped me uh, set myself apart, certainly as one of the remote salespeople. Uh, Ask for coffee, coffee dates with your leadership. Again, are you aligning yourself with your leadership? You've got to be visible. Another thing you can think about is to share what you're doing in your department and sort of toot your own horn a little bit. And there is a way to do this without (laughs) blowing it, right? You can toot your own horn without blowing it. So on page 87 of my book, I talk about these brand brags that I always had in my back pocket. So whenever I was at dinner next to a senior leader in my company or at a networking event with the boss, I had this sort of swaggy brand brag framework memorized. I know, total nerd, but it worked so that I could put myself out there. I think so many times we get nervous about talking to senior leadership because we don't know what to say. So I I practiced, I rehearsed, and I had a couple of things in my back pocket. And so I put this framework in my book. So go grab it on page 87. It's a fill in the blank framework. And I'll kind of walk you through what that sounds like. But um, I would say, you know, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'd introduce myself if I didn't know the person. And I work in, here's my department. You know, I'm Judy Holler and I work in sales and marketing for the Omni Dallas or whatever hotel. And I'm excited to tell you that I recently, and I would insert like one one brand, like one brag, something cool I just did. And this helped. And I would then say who it helped, like did it help the company, the team, a client, whatever. So that the next section would be so that, you know, how did what we do impact our bottom line. And then I would end with the thank you, you know, thank you for whatever that looks like, a brag on them and an acknowledgement of their leadership. So let me give you um, how this may sound in real life. I would say, you know, hey, Karen, great to see you. I'm Judy Holler from your Chicago-based sales and marketing team. I have to tell you, we just closed $300,000 for the fourth quarter because we hosted that client event at Navy Pier. This helped our team make our annual goals so we can continue to do this work that we love. Thank you for valuing these customer experiences and giving us the budget for them. They really work. And so you see, you know, and that would, of course, be improvised a little bit, but I I knew the things that I wanted to talk about. I Here's what I do. Here's my name. We just closed something really cool we just did. We just hit our annual revenue goal or our quarterly revenue goal. And here's what that did for us. It helped our team make our goals so we can continue doing what we love. So like, thank you for giving us the budget to do stuff like that so we can keep kicking ass. You get the vibe. So again, you've got to align yourself with your leadership. You have to be brave enough to put yourself out there so that people see you, they know you exist and they know by the way that you're out there kicking ass. Now, if you run your own business, you can still use some of these ideas. Align yourself with thought leaders in your industry, in your space, industry colleagues who are out there kicking ass and influencers that can teach you and promote you and share your ideas and help you grow. Spend time every single day cultivating your network. Calendar block it. Reach out. Send voice DMs. Send video DMs. Engage with your followers and show up. Number two, do more than just your job. Do more than just your job. If you want to be indispensable, 
Be someone who goes the extra mile or two or three, right? So mentor others inside your organization without being asked to. Uh, raise your hand to lead sales meetings. I'll tell you, I did this all the time, especially as I was like thinking about becoming a speaker and I was learning all these ideas in the improv theater and I would literally go to my director of sales and I'd be like, oh my God, I've got an idea. You know, all the stuff I was learning in improv and or I'd go to a meeting or watch a TED talk and I'd want to share what I was learning with my sales team. So I would ask my boss, I'd be like, oh my gosh, can I lead the sales meeting? And this helped her. It took pressure off of her. She didn't have to plan another sales meeting and it allowed me to get better at organizing content and speaking and leading meetings. And it was like this total win-win. Plus it made me really visible and it made me very indispensable to my boss. And I was doing something that no one else was doing. So ask to lead a team meeting with a cool idea you learned or a book you're reading or a class you took and share your knowledge with your team. Solve problems. That's another way to be really indispensable. You see, I was solving a problem for my director of sales. The problem being she's slammed and she has not a lot of time and she's leading 15 people. So me helping her once, twice a month with sales meeting content, dude, that is outside of my job scope. But boy, it was helping her solve a problem and it made me really visible and a massive asset to her. Also, when you think about doing more than just your job, share articles and books and TED Talks that will help your team, that will help your leadership, and share why. How can you make your leader, your boss look good, and how can you make their job easier? I was always sort of looking for these opportunities. Another idea to consider when you think about doing more than just your job is to lead in the industry. You know, take your badassery outside of work and get involved in industry associations and then go boss up there and win awards and then come back and show your success to your leadership. It will really give you so much street cred and it will make your leadership realize that you're invested in your industry, you're invested in what you do, and that you bring the heat. The bonus side effect of leading in the industry is that you will also grow your network, which is critical should you lose your job or certainly in times of uncertainty like we're in right now. So this will really help you stay industry indispensable versus company indispensable. Now, if you run your own business, same, do more than just your job. I'm always looking for opportunities to sort of surprise and delight my clients, like doing things they don't expect. So maybe I sign a contract with them and none of this was negotiated, but you know, two days later in their inbox, they get a really cool marketing, personalized marketing video for me that they can share with their attendees or some social media graphics they can use online to promote me being the keynote speaker. And those are things that they don't expect and it's me going the extra mile and doing a little bit more than my job, right? To get on team calls and to talk to participants that'll be in the audience and do all kinds of extra things to really add an extra bit of flavor. Send love notes and happy mail and remember birthdays. And oh, by the way, use the word absolutely. People love this word. And did you know that the word absolutely is one of the top 25 words in the English language? Yeah, it's like a yes on steroids. Number three, be easy to work with and don't get caught up in office negativity. Fear boss, don't do it. Number one, don't gossip. And this is 
hard. This is so, so, so hard, right? But don't gossip. Stay away from that. It is so dangerous. And limit your time with negative people. Listen, we're not going to be able to escape negativity everywhere in life, right? We can't just tell everyone to fuck off, right? And give everybody the middle finger. It's just not realistic, right? Uh, so I think we have to embrace the fact that dealing with negative people is going to teach us the beauty of the lovers and the positive people in our life, but it also teaches us how to have some grace and how to set boundaries. So just because you have negative people in your life and in your office doesn't mean you need to go lunch with them every day or hang out with them every day or office next to them. Do what you can to limit your time and your interaction with negative people uh, because this will take you down. Beware of complaining. Bring solutions to the table instead. Listen, if something sucks or is challenging, you can talk about it. Just bring a solution. So if A isn't working, instead of just going into your boss's office or your colleague's office and complaining about why the thing A that you're doing doesn't work, uh, offer up a solution. You know, hey, we're doing this thing and it sucks and it doesn't work, but hey, here's an idea of something I believe will work. And what do you think about it? Do you think we may be able to give it a try? There is nothing worse than someone complaining about something and not offering a solution. So if you want to be indispensable, don't be negative, don't gossip, and do not complain. Bring solutions. And also, last thing here, you know, pick up the phone. Pick up the phone when things are sticky and get your ass off email. We do not type the way we talk and too much can be misunderstood in a text and in an email. Now, this takes guts, which is why fear boss, it's a fear experiment. And you know, this is the big idea behind all of the work we do as fear bosses, right? So if you want to learn more about fear experiments, go listen to episode 10 of the podcast. It's 12 minutes long and it will break it down for you, but it takes guts and it's a fear experiment to pick up the phone and have a difficult conversation and to advocate for yourself and to take things off of text and off of email and into a more human interaction. Now, if you run your own business, same to all of this stuff. Listen, don't put anything in email that you wouldn't want blasted on the front page of a newspaper. Set up calls, get off email, make it human, and don't engage with the trolls, the negativity haters. Healthy discussions are great. Yes, hate and judgment never okay. My rule of thumb is that I do not negotiate with terrorists. I don't negotiate with the haters. I block and bless, block and bless. Number four, I want you to start thinking about jumping before you are ready. Listen, women are more afraid to jump than men. We self-doubt and overthink and self-sabotage our opportunities away. Men tend to jump before they're ready. And studies show that a woman will be more qualified for a job, but she won't go for it. But a man will. Women feel guilty and we worry about other people's opinions and letting our family down and what will people think. See, men aren't caught up in all of that and they jump. They take the risk before we will. An article in Harvard Review says this, self Promotion is an essential tool for career advancement, whether in job or performance reviews or just plain networking, but not everyone feels equally comfortable doing it. A new study suggests men are far more at ease with self-promotion than women, which contributes to a broad disparity in promotions and pay. Did you hear that, fear boss? If you are a woman and you are listening to this pod right now, it's time for us to start tooting our own horns. It goes on to say this, according to a recent National Bureau of 
economic research working paper, women consistently rated their performance on a test lower than men did, even though both groups had the same average score. Where men on average would give themselves a 61 out of 100, women would say, uh, I probably got like a 46 out of 100. Even when told that an employer would use their self-evaluation to decide whether to hire them and what to pay them, women still promoted less than men. Yo, we have to be awake to this and we have to be brave enough to promote ourselves, to jump and to put ourselves out there. I'll link up the show notes to this Harvard Review study, but boy, that really bummed me out. Listen, Fear Boss, whether you run your own business or you work for someone else, you got to start before you're ready because you will never be ready. And you have to realize that self-doubt and self-sabotage is all fear trying to stop you. And confidence, confidence is really about believing in yourself. It is a deep knowing that no matter what happens, good or bad, you will figure it out and you will be okay. That, that's fucking confidence. Number five, last but not least, I want you to prepare for the worst. And this is big for your boss. I want you to prepare your heart. I want want you to prepare your soul. I want you to prepare your mind for this. And listen, I am not trying to be all doom and gloom over here. But sometimes things will happen that are out of our control. So you have to plan for that. You have to be thinking about preparing for the worst at all times, whether you work for someone else or yourself. The economy can change in a heartbeat. You could get laid off. Dude, there could be a pandemic (laughs) and the world could shut down. Who would have thought, right? Things are going to happen that are outside of your control. So you got to be ready for your boss. You cannot leave your fate to chance. I write about this idea in my book on page 43. When you live in a world where anything can happen, preparation becomes your lifeline. You've got to have a plan A, and then you've got to have a plan B, a plan C, and a plan D. Preparation is a huge part of bossing up because preparation allows you to feel more comfortable when scary things happen, which allows you to slay and stay in control. So save your money, fear boss, and pay yourself first. Diversify your business. If you own your own business, don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Cultivate your network and don't just reach out to your network when you need something or hit rock bottom. Be reaching out on the regular and schedule time to cultivate the people and network around you. All of these ideas will help you weather the storms that will come. And I'm speaking that in all caps. Storms will come. And this pandemic has hopefully woken us up to the fact that nothing is guaranteed and nothing is truly safe. I'm not trying to scare you. I am trying to encourage you, to empower you, to prepare for the worst so when the worst happens, you can handle it like a fear boss. The world can change in a second, so let's focus on what we can control. So I want to share a final thought with you, and I wrote about this on page 139 in my book, Fear's My Homeboy, and it was under the section called The Best Bet You'll ever make. This is big. I'm going to read it to you. 
Every day you are placing bets. Now, you may be thinking, no way, not me. I'm not a gambling kind of girl. But you are. You gamble with your time, your heart, your money, your career, your friends, your family, all with zero guarantees. 30 years from now, your partner could up and leave you. You could spend decades working for a company and they could just lay you off with no explanation. You could save for retirement all your life only to watch the stock market crash. All of this could happen. This possibility should not scare you. However, this is a fear is my homeboy moment. It should help you take action and infuse courage into your bones. Listen, jobs, love, and money will come and go, but you, fear boss, you will always be a constant in your life regardless of how bad the situation is. This is why it's so important to love yourself first and know that you hold all the power. You can either let your past or your fear of how your story could unfold keep you stuck or you can let your past and your actions in the present fuel your future. When you bet on you, not anything or anyone else, you will start to live with the confidence that allows you to handle all the shit that will go down, self-doubt and anxiety and guilt and shame like a real boss. This means you are betting your success, your physical health, your mental health, your career, your happiness, your financial security on your damn self. You are not waiting for anything or anyone else to help you get it. You are taking action every day to make sure you have your own back. What are you doing today to prepare yourself should the unexpected happen tomorrow? Okay, Fear Boss, I hope those five ideas inspired you to start thinking more bravely about how you put yourself out there in this world, whether you work for someone else or you work for yourself. You have to remember that you are the creator of your destiny and the only thing ever standing in your way is you. And if you want to be indispensable to your clients, to your leadership, to your organization, and to the people that love you the most, you have to be brave enough to do things differently than everybody else. Now, Fear Boss, if you dug this episode, and I hope you did, my hand is on my heart. It means so much to me every single time you leave a review, and maybe, just maybe, you'll be our Fear Boss of the Week next week. Every rating and review matters so much, so I hope to see you there. Also, do a little screenshot of this episode and let me know that you're listening. Tag me on social media. Send me a DM. I love hearing from you, and as always, share your show ideas, questions, and inspiration with me. You can email us at hello at judyholler.com or send a message to me directly on any of the social media. I want to hear from you because this show is for you. As always, thank you for listening. I can't wait to be here with you next Wednesday. And in the meantime, stay brave and keep experimenting with your fear. Well, hi there. It's me again. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so damn glad you're here. And if you loved this episode, which I hope you did, my hand is on my heart. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if you're feeling a little extra boss today, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a review on iTunes so more fear bosses like you can find this podcast. And better yet, share this podcast with the fear boss you love and encourage them to listen. For more on me, my work, and my keynotes, you can visit me at judyholler.com, J-U-D-I, 
H-O-L-L-E-R.com to learn more. And this is also where you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called The Fear Boss 5 and it comes out every Friday where I share five things I'm loving, learning, and reading. It's one of my favorite things to do. And if you love this podcast, you're going to love the newsletter and you can sign up right there on my website. My book is available at most of your favorite book retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, airports, all the things. So search me up on Google or type Judy Holler into Amazon and grab your copy. Last but not least, you can always come hang out with me on the social media. Instagram is my favorite place to be. I'm on Instagram at Judy Holler, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash fears, my homeboy, and Twitter as well at Judy Holler. Until next time, Fear Boss, keep experimenting with your fear and stay brave.